It's a fact. You watch this about yourself. And when, you know, we all go through times where we're depressed and it's hard to be there for the other person and because you're focused and caught up in your own pain. It's normal. But the happy you are the, and, and your simcha, reach your simcha, then you could be there for another person. Same is the same way. When you focus on the goodness of yourself, meaning to say, but even though I've done this and even though I've done this, there's good points about myself that will make you happy. Zamrus is translation of singing. Lelekai, but oidi, oidi means the little goodness that's still left on myself. You know, it is one of the most amazing things about us humans that the Eitzahara, when he wants you to focus on the good, he usually tells you, you should be very arrogant. Do you know who I am? <laughs> but when you are down and he's knocking you, he wants to knock you down. He wants you to be depressed. Depression and, and, and being angry and sad and kvetchy is from the Eitzahara. It's not from the Tzad Toiv. It's not from the Kedushadig part of a person. So when a person focuses on the good, because it's not so terrible. Yes, there is good points about myself. I did daven. I did keep Shabbos. I was nice to a friend. That's called as I have good points on me. And that could take a person out of the gloom, as we would say. Out of this. And literally help him sink and get back into track. Nachman says, literally, literally, you could bring people back to tshuva. Literally. Because if you focus on the good, it helps a person to come out of his, out of his negative things. I, you know, I always explain this in a much simpler way. If a person at the end of the day asks himself how the day was, and he says there were many good things that I did good, and I'm quite proud of myself, the next day you'll do it better. Everything is that way. You know, forget about being devoted to Hashem and being Oived Hashem and trying to daven. Just a guy is doing work, any work that he does. When things he does good and he's proud of what he's doing is good, that helps him tomorrow to do uh, a better job. If you're depressed about what you're doing, you're not going to be focused. You're not going to do it well. You're not going to learn from your mistakes. I'm here working at this because I have to. You know, I don't enjoy it. Even a contractor, if he loves what he does, he does, and he's, you know, he likes it, and he's a perfection, and he understands it, he does, does a better job. If he only does it, I have to do it. I have no choice. Doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't go. It doesn't travel. So, but the same thing is in being, you know, close to Hashem. You should focus, when you, especially when you're down, to be to focus on the good, and you'll break your happy Zamar Alakai Biyodi. But Nachman is teaching also that this applies even to other people. If you, you know, uh, look at other people, even by looking at them and seeing the goods of them, this will help them come out of their shell and the badness, maybe to throw away the clippers, the clippers is called the shell, and find Kedusha. Because, because by you thinking about them, you really get connected to them. You know, you ever noticed, I'm sure all of you have this experience, that sometimes you think about someone, just then he calls you. Every, everyone has it. The truth is, the reason is the thought came into your mind, because the guy was really thinking about you. 
And that's a minute later, boom, the phone is ringing. The guy says, I want to call my friend. I want to call my daughter. I want to call my mom. So, you know, like it, it works very, very often by lots of people because you really, there's a connection. So if you think about a person and you think about the goodness, literally it has an effect in the person to get in touch with the goodness and that could literally help a person come out of the Ra and find, literally do tshuva. Now, it doesn't mean, this is a misunderstood, this Torah, it doesn't mean that we need, don't need to be judgmental. If a person is bad, we have to know that it's bad, he's not a good person, but we also have to know that there's ways to bring him back. If a guy is a thug, a guy is a thief, the guy steals from people, embezzles people, you have to call it, I think in English they say you have to call a spade a spade. You have to call it what it is. You have to know what it is. But it doesn't mean, you know, even though you do call it what it is, you have to be know that it's still the goodness, if you focus, will help the person overcome many, many of his badness. So, so and Ramnoson explains that in this week's Pasha, coming Pasha, explains, it says, Vayikru el Moshe. The Vayikru, there's a tiny Aleph, a small, small Aleph in Vayikru. And the question is, why is there a small Aleph? The Torah does not have anything for no reason. Tiny Aleph, and this is one of the ch- things they teach children in Cheder. I remember as a very young child, they were teaching this to me. Why is there a small Aleph? So, Chazal say a very interesting thing, that when Klal Yisrael did the sin of the eagle, the Rabbani Shalem said to Moshe Bein, Leich Reid, go down. Leich Reid, so Chazal Dashen, it's really repetitious. Leich, go down. He could have says, you know, just leave. The Leich Reid is teach, taught, tell them, you lost the high levels. The reason you are up here in Shemayim, because you are the emissary of Klal Yisrael. Now that Claudius' sin made the gold calf, you're going to go down, you're not going to be any more that uh, high level. And he lost a thousand lights. Aleph, and Hebrews, is a thousand. Aleph and Aleph is the same letters, it's just different vowels. So Chazal say, a thousand lights, Meshubayni lost because of Klal Yisrael made, and that's what, and Moshe Rabbeinu gets this back Shabbos, and Moshe Rabbeinu is kind, and he gives to every Jewish person a, 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 his Neshama Yaseda. The Shema Yaseda, that we have Shabbos, comes from that thousand lights, sort of to say Moshe Rabbeinu lost, and he got it back, and he gives it to us. It's a long discussion, it's much, much longer than I'm saying over here, as a, because it also has to do, I explained in the Shulder Shabbos, has to do with Asma Nishma. But, 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 but the, the point that is said over here, that the Aleph over there represents that even though there's a tiny light, that we lost a thousand, and very little left, that little left, we could bring back people. Just like Moshe Beni, God Klausa to do tshuva on the Chetu Eagle because he destroyed it and he, he made it ticking. So to every one of us, and every person, not just one of us, any other person, 
who you know who has the difficulties and uh, and is you know whatever Yitzhak they caught up in and what they're doing. The end is if you focus on the goodness what they have, you're literally able to bring them back. You find that by children, raising children, I always found out that the certain children react clearly. You know, you give them a patch, and they, you know, okay. Certain children, they become really defiant. You're telling, you know what I mean? You discipline, and they become even worse. Now I'm really gonna get into trouble. Now I'm really not gonna do my homework. You know what I mean? Like they become even talking about young children. Even I, I saw this because. Satan the Havdil, adults have the same problem as we'd say. That's very often we, you know, we, you know, when we look at the badness of ourselves and we focus, then we get even more angry, even worse. Instead of focusing, tell yourself that there's a lot of Baruch Hashem. I am doing this right. I'm doing this right. I'm proud of myself doing this right. I had a tough day and I was depressed and. I was moody and I didn't do everything like I should have done, but a lot of things that I did, even though it's not perfect what I did, and I did, I, you know, it could have been better, but I did it. And I, if I did it, I should be proud of it, and that's, that's going to help me. So this is called Vayikru El Moshe. Now Moshe Beni called, that means there's this tiny aleph of the tellers that we could come out from any, any bad situation. Because, you know, to explain this even in, in a deeper sense, because the carbonus that they bought in the Mishkin were because we sinned. All the carbonus comes, we should have an atonement. That's very, very interesting. Because, you know, the small sins, the Basimigdish did atone. If we did too many, the Basimigdish got destroyed. See, but what happens to us is we, when a person works to be a better person, some people become a perfectionist and they're annoyed at themselves why they're not doing certain things. We're humans. It takes time to change. It takes time to perfect yourself. It's a lifetime challenge. It's a life that the trick is, is to want to change. The trick is, is to, you know, look for the truth and overcome the obstacles. It's very difficult. We humans have a free will and it's difficult, but we can do it. But the, the trick is not to, you know, like... Uh, Blame yourself, and because we're going to make mistakes, and we do make mistakes, and we do have a unbelievable Yetzirah. He is a powerful Yetzirah. He is a whole. I always say he's called a wholesaler Yetzirah and a retail. He's he, he's customized for every one of us. The Yetzirah, he knows every one of us. He knows us better than we know him, and uh, he knows how to get us. You know get us to do things that we do, you know, to sin and to be lazy in every way. Then there's a general Yetzirah, which gets into general population. People like, uh, get into the mood that they speak in Loshanara. People not sneezing. It's like there's a, a, a great scheme that he has, and he has a personal scheme with each one of us. And that's why, you know, never, never should you let yourself, you know, get depressed. He said, okay. I failed. My Yitzhah got the better of me. Let me see what I can do. How can I change it a little bit? Someone told me the other day, a very, very, very good thing. He said that he learned from his wife. His wife is dieting. And the diet that she's on, they tell you, don't go off everything. 
you know, allow yourself a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of this, because if you can go cold turkey about everything, you're going to break the diet. So he said to me that he was, uh, used to spend too much time on the internet, a little bit addicted to the internet, you know, whatever he was doing. He said, I told myself, I'll do my wife's diet. I'm not going to say I'm cutting cold turkey, a little bit here, a little bit. He says, it's working. I said to him, there's a famous saying, it's a posseg, I became smart for my enemies. So the Chassid Shesun explained, what does that mean that I became smart for my enemies? I see how my enemies come to me, what they treat others, I can learn wisdom from them too. I can learn wisdom from the Yitzhahara too. Here, you learn wisdom, how to fight the Yitzhahara from your wife's diet. It works for her, so it's going to work for you. No, we're, we're, it's, you know, anything, I always tell people, anything that works, if it works, it's great. It's great. If it works, it works. So, anyway, so coming back, that a person should never, like, let themselves, the negativeness that happens to a person, let them bring him down. You should not let this. You should focus on the good points. When you focus on the good points, it helps a person to elevate. And also know, we got to know we have a Yitzhahara. We want to change. It's not going to, you know, happen overnight. We got to push ourselves, discipline ourselves, look at things, how what we could change, how could be a better person. I always tell myself, the fact that I'm pushing myself to be a better person, to worship Hashem, I'm happy. Because the bottom line is, we have a tough Yetzirah. If I would ignore the Yetzirah, many people walk around thinking, you know, I don't have such a Yetzirah then I'll be in trouble. You know, that's, tr- that's trouble. When a person at least knows there's Yitzhahara who tries to distract us, because in every way, not just the Yiddish guy, they find that to be even at work. You know, I, I, you know, someone told me that even at work, he has a few workers, he's like, you know, they can't do a good job, and they, they get lazy, and even though the people needs to work, and needs to earn the money, sometimes this happens to people. Anything good doesn't come easy. I've said this, and even in Gashmias, to build the Twin Towers took enormous years. I remember seven or eight years, I forgot what I remember. It says when the first original built, maybe even 12 years, to destroy it, in two hours it was destroyed. And destroyed, boy did they destroy it. To build anything is much, much harder. To overcome something is much harder. So, you know, it's hard to, to discipline, to to be, even this is what we're talking about, to teach yourself to look at people with the goodness that they have is also difficult. Because we are used to always judging people quickly. So anyways, in the, I want to just focus, so he's trying, but I'm not going to try to sit, what I'm trying to bring out from over here is the carbonus was every day, we bought two carbonus. Every day, shachar, shachar, and That was supposed to atone for the sins that we did. Because unfortunately, we do still sins. The trick was to stop doing it and overcoming it. And, and so that's the love of the Rabbanishlam to us. Besamikdish represented the ultimate love the Rabbanishlam loves us. It's just like, you know, if you really have a great Shalom Ba'is, you overlook the small things that your spouse do. Okay, she forgot to take care of this. Um, 
the Shon Bais is not good. If she forgot something, then you really get annoyed. But the Shon Bais is good, so he tells you, okay, she forgot, okay. Not, not an end of the world. But there's something major that doesn't, you know, something major is a big, big problem, major, you lost. So that's why, you know, the bunch Shalom, you have to tell yourself, loves us all the time. He really, really loves you. I find that this is one of the things that people have a hard time. He really, really loves you. You're going to ask me if he really loves me, why do I go through such pain? That Mashiach will answer you, or the next world you'll have the clear answer. But the truth is, all these things, it was the best. You just don't see it so clearly now, but this is the Rebbe truly, truly loves us. He gave us life. We did not make it on ourselves. God gave us life. Telling someone the Shabbos that woman being pregnant, the most they could do is don't ruin it. Eat healthy, don't drink alcohol, you know, be healthy. Thinks the body's gonna do what it's gotta do. You could daven, you should be healthy, that's great. But how much can a woman do when she's pregnant? That she, nothing. It's literally in the hands of Hashem. Hashem created us. Just like he created us the way we are right now, so too did Hashem, you know, gives us everything. Everything in the world Hashem gives us. From, from, from everything. That's the great love that Hashem really has for us. And um, the, the more you take in that love, it helps a person to cope with the strife of life when things don't go your way. Because, you know, the more, even in relationship amongst people, the more you're convinced that the person loves and cares about you, so even though things don't go always so well, okay, things are not going well, but I wish to love the person and they love me, it works. You don't get so disappointed. But, you know, the same thing is with Hashem, is that the more a person realizes how much Hashem cares about you, how much He loves you, when, you know, life has its difficulties. For many, many reasons. Many, many reasons. But even though you can have all these difficulties, it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you relinquish love. He does care about me. There's a reason. See, many, many, I want to just add something. Many difficulties what we have in life is because we have great expectations. It's very important to remember. The reason we have it, because we have huge expectations. Just this week was speaking to someone who was dating and the shidduch didn't go through. He was very, very disappointed. Young, young, you know, and he's, uh, I said, you know, it's okay, it's bashed, but you know, the reason it hurt you so much because you really thought it was going the right way and you really wanted her. So the pain, he was very, very disappointed and was like giving up. I said, the pain, it comes from these expectations that we have. And we thought this is going to be. And when it didn't work out, the enormously of the pain is because you had high hopes. Not every pain sometimes is, is sometimes it's self-induced. You know, you were not practical, you know. You know, the, that's a whole story. Many, but sometimes we do have pain straight from Hashem. Nothing to talk about straight from Hashem. But if you know that everything's for your good, you could tolerate it. 
you know that it, it, let it be a car accident, let it be nachmunas, anything. But you know, it is bashet, it's from Hashem, must be a reason. He does like me. It is painful. Doesn't mean that you don't feel loved. So, what Rav Nachman is saying in this entire piece over here that a person should focus on the goodness in life. Should focus the goodness that he has in life. He should focus, and not about what he has in life, but he's doing in life the goodness. He should also focus that the Rebbeinu Shlom is good to him, and he's loved by Hashem. This is a trick because it's very easy to focus on negative. You don't have to work on negative to this. You don't have to say, I'm going to get up today and I'm convinced that the person doesn't like me. When you think about it, you don't have to work You don't have to work very hard. You're annoyed at someone, it goes easy to being annoyed. I always say this, the negativeness never has to be worked on. Negative is there. It is what it is. Positiveness has to be worked on. So the, the Rachman is saying the focus of a person continuously is to work and to see Hashem is good to him, and he is good in his own eyes. I mean, even though I made terrible mistakes, but there's goodness in me, and that goodness will help me sing. That means I did terrible things, and I shouldn't have done it, and I'm embarrassed. There's two ways of people react. One way people react about this is they knock themselves, and they're very upset. I've seen this to become, especially young, young adults, they become depressed, and they, that's one way. And the other way, what happens to sometimes, I mean, it's, it's not a healthy way. You have to, yes, I made a mistake, but Dara Bunshim gave us the tshuva, I'm human, I will change, I'll be careful not to do it. The person, you know, this is what the person has to look at. And second, also, generally speaking, know that Hashem really loves you. Look, I say to myself all the time, I didn't ask to come down to this world. Nor did Hashem, you know, take me through the supermarket and tell me, choose your parents, choose the neighborhood. None of us, none of us had a free choice, almost 90%, 95 percent or 99% things that happened which had a great impact in the rest of your life, you have no choice. Your whole childhood, who raised you, and who was your mom, and who was your dad, and who was your neighbor, and who was your teacher, and who helped you, and who didn't help you. All this, we had no choice. Hashem put us right there. Choice we have is today. Right now, I am living. Am I going to live the fullest today? And when you focus on the positive, that's called azamru. I could sing lalakai bo'idi with the good things of myself. Let's go. I could sing to Hashem with the good things that I have in myself. Focus on the positive and you will become happy. You know, you should try this exercise because the re- re- realistically speaking, we all get down. We all get depressed. We all have difficult days. And those days, just ask yourself very, uh, the good things that's going on. I was visiting someone in the hospital. He was very ill. He was very, very depressed a few years ago. And I'm sitting there trying to cheer him up, and nothing. Yeah, I talked about his children and grandchildren. And I started to tell, talk to him about his accomplishment, how he got people religious, and he, before he became a businessman, he used to give a class to teach Torah. He, you know, in the in enormous pain in the hospital, I remember he gave such a huge smile. He, he just, 
became sort of a happier, much happier person. This is the truth for every one of us. You know, when, we, you know, when it happens to us, when things don't go out well, we're disappointed, and we, then all of a sudden the eight's heart makes you sound gloomy. This is it. Even for the moment. You know, it doesn't allow you to say, this will, this will too pass, and I will overcome this, and I'll change, and I'll work on it. That's got the Zamrul Akaibi The truth is, that's what I began to explain the greatness of Moshe Rabbeini. Moshe Rabbeini had the Koyach, the power to bring Klaudisto together. That was the small Aleph that he found in the small Aleph in every Jewish person. Moshe Rabbeini was able to connect and find the goodness. That was where he was an incredible leader. And if we would have listened to him, everything, then we wouldn't have gotten into trouble. That was the Kriyach, unfortunately. It's easy to say that it was a great person after he's gone. You know, it's always that way. While he's here, the person is, to call a great person great when the person is alive, and to call someone evil when they're here, that's harder than one. Yeah, we could look at the Russians and say the communists were terrible. It was, when I was growing up in the 60s and the 70s, many people tried to convince us to say it's not so terrible. And boy, were they terrible, the communism. It's, it's, you know, when it's at the moment, it is always much more difficult to call it what, it's, what it is. When a person, the, the, the godless of, the unfortunate of Klaliso was, when they came out of Mitzrayim, they didn't realize the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu, how great. He was great, they didn't realize, and that's why they didn't rely on him totally. But that's why they got into trouble. But we have to know that Moshe Rabbeinu, I explained this a few weeks ago, the spirit of Moshe Rabbeinu is still with us. The Zoe keeps on saying, Moshe Rabbeinu makes sure that the Torah should not be forgotten. Because the Torah is not going to be forgotten, then we'll be Jewish people. Because when the Torah gets forgotten, Jewish people turn into nothing, become assimilated. So this is the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu, that he had the power to find the goodness in every person. And this is what I'm trying to say. It's a very challenging thing. Because normally, well, anything which we fight the natural thing is difficult. It's natural to be judgmental about others and even about yourself. This is just how we are made. And what, we, what we're trying to do over here is to find when you're down in the dumps. And even now, just say, it's not so bad as the Eitzahara makes it. Sometimes you want to get up in the morning... And you tell yourself, you know, this is not going to be my day. I remember I used to telling, when I was young, I used to think to myself, when business people get up in the morning and they have to run to make a, a, a business, they don't say, you know, I'm closing shop today because it's not my day. They're going to go to business and see what money they could earn today. comes to spirituality, the Yitzhara has a trick. He tells us, it's not your day, don't daven. If you daven, make it very short and super fast. Expressly, you know, I mean, just it's not your day. Tomorrow is going to be your day. You'll do it another day. It's amazing how it's how it gets us that way. But a person should tell himself it's not true. Every day is another day, and it's not real. It's the way you feel. Not all feelings are real. You feel down. You feel despondent. If you don't, you know, you don't feel energized. Doesn't make that to who you are. Just the moment is the feeling that way. So a person would focus on the positive things, he could literally change his whole mood. So you got to tell yourself, literally, tell yourself that I, 
I am, I am, I'm doing the right things. I did daven yesterday, and I did learn yesterday, and I was kind, and I got a person to smile. Want to ask something? That's a very, <clears throat> that's a very difficult. He wants to know. There are people who walk around thinking they deserve everything. <laughs> that is, uh, they themselves have to work very hard to realize, because the truth is, we have to walk around thinking we don't deserve anything. And there are people who are always walking around feeling they do. You know, you owe me, and the world owes me, and my parents owe me, and who knows. It's very hard. It's a lot of work. It's a psychological thing that it gets into a person. And it's hard. They have to work on this very hard. I once had a young adult, and his, he called his father the Nintendo. It's not, it's not a joke. It happened a few years ago. He came to me, and he said to me, and he was such a straight face that he was already 21, doesn't he obligate it to support me fully? I said, What? I, I first didn't understand what he was saying. You know, and, and yeah, you should, I'm, I'm moving out. You should pay for the apartment and, and for the car. And I said, what? So, you know, I remember trying to explain to him. It didn't help. It didn't help. It just didn't help. I, I, this is about five or six years later. I have had suspicion that he went through a hard time. And reality hit him that he's finally realizing that uh, no one owes him anything. But it's this mindset that you, very hard for us and outside, uh, you know, these people need therapy. And even I don't know if therapy helps them. I'm not sure what could help them. But we could only, we could only look at what we could only tell ourselves and tell others. We really, everything that we have is a gift of Hashem. You know, I've said this so often. We are living in an error which we are so lucky. We don't, we don't appreciate how lucky we are. That, you know, there's so much, how the life is so much, much, much easier for us. There are, there are people in the world, literally, who have to, to make a living, to earn food, they have to go plow the fields. We don't go plow the fields. We sit, most of us sit in a clean room, you know, play, you know, most of the people, you know, not everyone, but most of we we are, you know work on the computer, or if you don't work on people, other than it's not that you come home with your hands are dirty and you gotta you know just the way the Shachanor describes how difficult it was. Not just just fifty years ago in Europe, my my parents had to grow up. My parents, I always say this, my mother was wealthy, and they didn't have one shiksa, they had two shiksas. They lived in Hungary, but they had. Um, they had a cow to, to have milk. They were the wealthy ones. They had a private cow. Imagine. Can you imagine? Try to tell us to your children, you know. My mother was wealthy. They had their own cow to milk and to make butter. This was considered, you know, they had plenty and they had plenty of milk and plenty of food. And the, it's, it's hard for us just to, we are so blessed. I, I've told this to people, like, you know, when... I, it took me a long time to learn the shopping because we go, when I, when I was a young kid, went to buy orange juice, there was one orange juice to buy. Today, if I buy the wrong orange juice, I get into trouble. My daughter says, Abba, that's not the orange juice we get. 
You know, I mean, uh, this is too, too much Pope, uh, without Pope, and it's with this. It's, it's just amazing. And everything, and everything in life is so much. We are really blessed. But if a person walks around, like he described, a person walks around that he deserves everything, these people are set up for enormous pain. Because life is, you know, you don't deserve anything. Most people are not out there. They're going to help you to, to give you what you need. It doesn't work that way. So let me, let me just come back <clears throat> what the Nachman is saying over here. That another thing he says over here in, in, in the Karbonus is that the tzaddik, each tzaddik, he says a very, very profound thing. Each tzaddik has a mishkin. Mishkin means like there's a Mishkin in the Bismigdish, in the Mishkin. That means that the Kedusha, let me try to explain how this means in a simple way, is, you know, Kedusha comes from someplace. Now, the Kedusha comes from Hashem, but as it comes down to this world, it's like the light, the sunlight. It's, not, it's very good, we're a little bit far from the sun. We'll be just a little bit closer to the sun, we'll turn into toast. You know, too far from the sun will freeze. You know, it's exactly where we are. The same, the Kedusha of, that comes down from the Shemaim comes to us, comes in different packages. The Moshe, each mitzvah, what we do, brings Kedusha to us. You put on film, you davened, you keep kosher, you lit the candles for Shabbos, you make Kiddush. Each mitzvah delivers a Kedusha. Then there's a Kedusha generally where it comes, which is called the Mishkin. The Mishkin is... When the Bismigdish was standing, that brought down a greater Kedusha. The ultimate thing of all the Kedusha was that we felt very close to Hashem. That means that we felt that we could be close to Hashem. We could have a relationship with Hashem. You know, today, tell someone that you have a relationship with Hashem, he's going to look at you strange. I've often said this. You could ask a person many questions. You could ask a person, are you making ends meet? They'll be honest with you. You ask a person... How's your shalom bias? How are you getting along with your wife, your spouse? They'll also answer you. Ask a person, how's your relationship with God? They'll look at you strange. You're a strange guy. What kind of questions are you asking me? Isn't that amazing? It's so far, and, 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 and the basic of being Jewish is we have a relationship with Hashem. We have to make a shemriya, and this is very tough. That's why davening, I always say, you notice, davening is hard for people because that brings the relationship. I always explain this, the saying, there are men, especially men, they could do everything for the wife. They do all the shopping and all cleaning and help. And then the wife says to him, I don't feel connected to you. And she is right because he could do everything but doesn't know how to be emotionally there sometimes. So emotionally absent, what, what, what normally a woman wants is more the emotional presence than the physical. Same thing is between Hashem. We'll do the mitzvahs. Now Pesach is coming, and I know that many people have such chumras, it's unbelievable. And they'll do it. And they pay the, who knows, the expensive matzahs. Everything they'll do. But, you know, but to be emotional close to Hashem, that's much more difficult. That's, that's why... The Mishkin helped us very much. When the Mishkin was standing, there was a Shroz, a Shechina was there, we were able to connect Hashem much, much better. And the way to do it nowadays is to take time for yourself. Take time. See, we are, you know, 
we don't appreciate it. We are so blessed. You know, can you imagine most people don't have to work Sunday, Shabbat Sunday. You know, 60 years ago, before World War II, you know, if, if you didn't come in Saturday, don't come in Sunday. The idea of not working seven days a week was, was unheard of. Not just in Europe, through ages, generations. The Jews were the lucky ones that did not work Shabbos. You know, if you can't work, you can't work, finish. But the idea, the people used to work seven days a week. My father, Olusham, told me when he came to America after World War II, so he was hired by a Polish Jew, and uh, he said to him, you can keep Shabbos, you're not going to have what to eat. You're not going to have what to eat. You know, the, he were, and he was successful, this guy. And, it, and he worked seven days a week. Today, we work five days a week, most people. And we have a beautiful, look, look at this Sunday. We, are, we in California are blessed with the rain. We are blessed. You can have a Sunday. I find sometimes people are nervous Sunday because they have too much time on their hands. I find sometimes people enjoy the, the, the day off. And it's up to you what to do. But we are so blessed. We are extremely, extremely, extremely blessed that we have the time. But it's amazing. You tell people, take 20 minutes and sit alone with Hashem. It's so hard. One of my daughters showed me that Dr. Rabbi Dr. Tversky writes in one of his books, she showed me, that till the age of 38, he was afraid to sit alone in a room. It hit him the age of 38 how he was afraid to meditate. And he was a, he's a brilliant man, and he's a psychiatrist, and he really, this was his whole life study, and it took him to the age of 38 to realize one day, do you know I'm afraid to sit alone? I find that many people, but it's the most powerful thing. You're sitting alone, you tell yourself, I'm alone with Hashem. And try to talk to Him. Even if you can't talk, just say, I'm sitting with Hashem. And it gives a person focuses. You become, there's, there's me, there's God who created me. I could talk to Him. I could ask Him. I could thank Him. It brings, the, if you do it every day, it's a very powerful meditation. You don't have to be busy with all the complicated, just simple talking. And even if you can't talk, just simple being present with Hashem brings a person closer to Hashem. It makes Hashem in you a reality. God is in my life. So then you, the truth is, the more you bring Hashem into it, the more happy you are. Because then you realize everything I do means something. Your davening this morning meant something. And, and the way you dress means something. And the way you're going to handle, talk to people. And I, I went out of my way not to hurt the person. It means something. I, I was trying to make shalom once between two families. So one, you know, the son-in-law is religious and his parents are not. And they had a big fight. And I noticed the difference being religious, not religious. Very, very simple. He wasn't going to do anything for the sake of peace because he knew it's a mitzvah. The other party, what am I going to gain, you know, right now, monetary or, you know, something gain if I'm going to give in? 
It was like a whole different dialogue I noticed. A Jewish person knows that it's a mitzvah to, I'm going to look away, I'm going to be quiet, and I'm not going to say anything for the sake of peace. And I'm proud of it. It's, I, I'm annoyed that i got to do it, but it's a mitzvah. See, when a person, the more you connect to Hashem, the more things that you do in life have so much more meaning to you. It's not just, you know, back of your mind, just a mitzvah. It's just, wow, I did something great. I did not speak up. I was annoyed and hurt. And, I, you know, you feel good. Anything. That it's tough. It's going to be expensive, Pesach. I always tell myself, Pesach, when I wear a smile. I am buying food that's very expensive because I'm Jewish. Imagine just, I'm just, a, just the, the, the bill for the matzahs is enormous. Forget, forget, and especially my children are coming. It just, it just, you, if you look at it that way, you, it's things, you, your life, I am proud of it. Instead of saying I'm spending so much money on matzahs and it's depressing and it's, uh, it doesn't help you. So the more you look at life as you're doing something, the happier you are. Cleaning for Pesach. You know, I gave a class for women. I told them, cleaning for Pesach is not spring cleaning. No mitzvah to spring clean. But women are convinced that part of cleaning for Pesach is spring cleaning. But the truth is that, that you also can look at it. I'm doing a mitzvah. It's annoying and this and it's hard work and you spend money, but if you're doing a limit, so you should be happy with it. Yes. Why is spring? spring cleaning. Women drive themselves nuts when it comes to Pesach, more than the Shekhanarach says. Some reason, you know, must be a reason why women do it. But the truth is, this is, this is why it's so great if you could steal time for yourself. You know, I tell people, you know, sit and do it for 20 minutes. They tell me you don't have time. I have often heard this excuse. I always say over a story. I have a very good friend of mine. He lives in New York. And he one day called me up. It was uh, over here, 7 o'clock in New York. It was 10 o'clock. So I was teasing him. I asked him, Moshe, did you uh, meditate today? Did you talk... He says, no. He says, it's, why can you think you can do it? He says, no, it's too late. So I said to him, I, have, you know, I need 20 minutes of your time. I need to discuss something. You know, for you, I have 20 minutes. So I told him, I got 20 minutes from you. I'm giving you right back to you. Use the 20 minutes for yourself. See, the truth is we have time. When we resist something, all of a sudden we don't have the time. You ever noticed... There's something you don't want to take care of, and you just tell yourself, just don't have time, we don't have time, don't have time. Really, you do have time, you just don't want to take care of it. It's one of those annoying things that you, have, you, know, you don't want to take care of. So you always find that it's, I can't take care of it. It's human nature. That's so we, that when we don't like something, we don't take care of it. So, I, you know, but I want to tell you all, is, you know, it's... It's Sunday, it's the beginning of the week, and it's three weeks before Pesach. And the trick of this is, the trick of this is, is to be happy. The happier you are, 
the happier you are, the better you could able to focus and do the right things. It, the truth is that way. You know, the happier person is, the better you, you get along with people. You ever notice that? The happier you are, the better your shalom biases, the better you get along with your friends and neighbors. The happier you are, the more enthusiastic you are for doing the mitzvahs. You know, happy people, you know, it's a painful thing to say, but happy people have a better shalom bias. You know, I have many children, most of them are married already. One of the things I used to tell them always, when you date, make sure they, are, they have a happy disposition. I, you know, I don't know what's going to be late in life, but at least they have a happy disposition. You get along easier. That no one walks around smiling all day long, grin to grin, but the happy you are, the much easier you're able to, you know, tolerate the difficulties of life. You know, to help each other and everything. Every, that's why simcha is such an important thing, and it's so the Yitzhahara doesn't want you to be simcha. The default of our moods is being depressed. I challenged a psychologist in my shul, and I said to him that I only find that psychologists, psychiatrists could make you not depressed. I don't find them to make you happy. Happiness, you have to decide on your own to be happy. They could help you, you know, unravel why, why you're walking around unhappy, why it could help you that way. But, hap- but true, true happiness, you have to decide yourself. And you have to push yourself. So, I want you to, you know, challenge you all to walk around with a smile. Fake it till you make it. Even though you're not in a mood and probably think the rabbi would know that what I'm going through, Losa tell me not to smile. I, I tell myself that if not smiling and being angry would help me, then I'll be angry and not smiling. The only one that suffers from being angry is yourself. It's very true. I tell this to people. You have a right to be annoyed and hurt. But if you walk around angry, you're going to hurt yourself. Other to a young man, he's complaining that his parents got divorced, and he's going, you know, he's very annoyed at one of his parents, his father, he told me, and he's angry. I said to him, you know, this is a big pain. You know, you were a teenager, your parents got divorced, he's now an adult. He says, you could say, I'm hurt, I'm annoyed, but if you walk around with anger, you know who suffers? Yourself. Gotta let go of the anger. It's easier said than done, but if you let go of it, this is okay. I'm hurt that this is what happened. I am hurt, and it's, he's very hurt that it happened to him. He was embarrassed in school. It's very hurtful. But you gotta tell yourself that anger has no place because if you walk around angry, your wife feels it, and everyone around you feels it. So I want you to all to smile and to find the goodness in yourself and focus on the goodness of others. The more you focus the goodness in yourself, the more you focus on the goodness of others, the happy. That's called Azamru Lulekai. I sing to Hashem Ba'idi. I said Ba'idi is really the name of an instrument. In Hebrew, it's the name of an instrument. Musical, but it means, Ramlachman translates Ba'idi. The Oid means the little bit that's in me. Sometimes you can tell yourself, I, you know, I'm not good. Find the goodness in yourself. 
and that will give you, elevate, focus on it. Because the truth is, every Jewish person, every person has goodness in themselves too. You got to bring it out to the surface. And, and even people who you dislike, who annoy you and you are furious with them, they also have plenty of good points. Okay. Have a, have a smiley week.